Hello, and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome back to the show. It's episode 201, A New Era. New Era, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Um, We are going to revisit our producer spotlight segment this week and learn about a new producing duo, not new, new to the show, producing duo. But before we do... We have to check in on the battle we set up last week. Yes, we need our results. So last week, or not two weeks ago, we told you all about 10 different songs and made you choose who was the winner of each battle. So now it's time to find out how you voted. Let's find out. So in our first battle, the time battle, which was Jonghyun v. Twice, the winner with 57% goes to Jonghyun to 34. Our next battle was the measurement battle, TXT v. Akmu. Mm-hmm. And with 61%, TXT gets right. that one for 20 centimeters. Then we had our two people battle. This was XOSE v. 2 p.m. And once again, with 61% of the vote, XOSE right. takes that one. It must have been those saucy lyrics. Must have been. <laughs> <laughs> For the run battle, we had Stacy run to you versus NCT one twenty seven run back to you, and with sixty six percent, Stacy takes wow. that battle. I thought that was going to be a close one. I saw some people on Discord being like, "How can I choose?" <laughs> Uh, our final battle, the party battle, Big Bang versus J Park, was not close at all. With ninety percent of the vote. Big Bang wins. Wow. All right. Sorry to Jay Park. (laughs) Sorry to Jay Park. But that is not surprising, I would say. Not surprising. I feel like of all those 10 songs, that Jay Park was the only one that I was like, meh, I don't care about this song. It just sounded like a lot of other songs. Mm -hmm. So there you go. There's your results. Thank you to everybody who voted. So we didn't have to. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Today... We are going to do our second producer spotlight. The first time we did this was for SM super producer Kenzie. Mm -hmm. And she had an absolutely overwhelming discography of hundreds of songs. Yeah, because she had been working for SM for like 20 years. And then she recently started writing for other people as well. So like her deep dive was intense. Yeah. And it was a little hard because she had only ever done a single interview and it was like hard to find out things about her. Um, so I looked at our list of producers we wanted to look into and today's producer duo has come up like in last week's episode. Mm -hmm. And I think the episode before, like their name keeps coming up. So I thought, let's figure out what the deal with Black Eyed Peelsung is before their discography gets too overwhelming. (laughs) Let's just check in on them now. Uh, So that's what we're doing today. We're going to learn about Black Eyed Peelsung. So let's get into it. Once again, like for the Kenzie Deep Dive, I've made a spreadsheet of all of the credits I could find of them and tried to uh, look for patterns and whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'll link that if you're a person who likes to look at my spreadsheets. Of course, you may see (laughs) this one. Um, But let's see. So who is Black Eyed Peelsung? This is a producer duo, two guys, and they are responsible for a crazy amount of like undeniable timeless K-pop bops that will live in infamy forever. Absolutely. They, I think like, very catchy, catchy songs is like a very 
definitive characteristic of them. Cause like Kenzie kind of had like a wide range of type of styles. Although I think she has like a distinct, like you can hear it and be like, is this a Kenzie song? But there are other, you know, like Shin Sedong Tiger, like loves a horn riff right. or whatever. And like, I don't know if I would say that they have a specific, like they always make this kind of song, except for the fact that it's always catchy yeah. as fuck. Catchy. Mm-hmm. They're like, I think they're really good at melodies. Like we'll talk more about it as we go through. But like, I think they just have, the two of them have, um, just like a catchy musical music sensibility. Like mm-hmm. I think that they are just, yeah, they're good at writing addictive, catchy yeah. melodies. Earworms. And I think they understand singers and like, yeah, they write great stuff. Mm-hmm. So they have had in their career so far, 22 top 10 singles, including six number ones. And just to preface for any rankings, chart rankings for this episode, I looked at the singles chart. Because a lot of, they write a lot of title tracks. Like Mm -hmm. at this point in their career, they mostly only write title tracks for people. So maybe the album they wrote the title track for went to number one. But since we're only looking at the song they wrote is what I went for. I think that's a good, good parameters. So I found 70 songs that were credited to both members and 59 of them are under the name Black Eyed Peel Song. So some of them are before the time they coined the name, but it has both of them on mm-hmm. the track. They worked together to write it. Yeah. And I think I have 70. I could like I could have missed one because this was literally just me song by song <laughs> cross-checking every credit that they both had to see the crossover. So I might have missed something, but I think I got them all nice but we are only going to be talking about the songs that they wrote together they both have a ton of credits with other people or by themselves Mm -hmm. and i think a lot like when i was looking at some spotify playlists that people had already made of like black eyed peel song songs there are some that is only credited to one of them Mm -hmm. and they are great songs but those don't count today yes so uh, Black Eyed Peelsung are three-time composers of the year wow. at the Gaon Awards in 15, 16, and 19. And they won a 2016 Mama for Best Producer. Um, and they are also bosses because they established their own agency, High Up Entertainment, in 2017. And they manage a group called Saido 415. And they debuted in 2019. And they also manage Stacy, who debuted in 2021. Um, the mission statement of High Up Entertainment is young talents and young thoughts are gathered to maximize the potential talents of latent stars with fresh and new ideas. Ooh, that's nice. And according to an interview I saw of them giving a tour of their company, they think of themselves as fun, cool, friendly bosses who have like a laid back atmosphere and that everyone that works up at High Up is friends. And they think that they're fun bosses. Well, we would have to ask Stacy what yeah. they think about that. <laughs> um, and High Up was bought by Kakao in 2021. So now they are one of many, many Kakao subsidiaries. Um, and the two of them together describe themselves as opposite poles of a magnet. <laughs> um, so they work very independently together. Yeah. Somehow. Like they each have their own... <laughs> to-do list, yes. right? They are responsible for different things, but they like put it together in the end. And uh, Hyolin made a joke in an interview I saw that they only call themselves a team when they have to. <laughs> but they seem like good buddies to me. Yeah. 
Well, everyone at High Up is friends. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> that has to include them. Um, and the name Black Eyed Pilsung, as, as I said in the 2002 episode when we were talking about soccer, Pilsung means certain victory. Mm. So it's just a pun on Black Eyed Peas and yeah. add a Korean word for victory in there yep. for their cutesy little name. So the members of Black Eyed Pilsung, I guess we'll call them members. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's, and, and then it kind of mirrors our regular deep yeah, dive it's like format. A regular it's good. It's good. So the first member is Rado. He was born July 11th, 1984, and his birth name is Song Ju Young. Um, and Rado is a shaved head, giant jacket kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like that is sure. his vibe. He has full sleeves of tattoos and his head is like shaved bald all the time. He's kind of tan. Um, he's the one who goes on shows more often than they go on shows as a duo. Mm. He seems more comfortable with the camera than the other one does. Um, and actually, Rado originally debuted in a boy group called Someday mm. that debuted in 2009. It was a four-member vocal, like, acapella, like, sang-in, sang-in group. But Rado left, like, barely a year in. And mm. the other three made, like, two more albums without him. They okay. did three albums total and had four OST appearances, including a song on Boys Over Flowers. And here's a clip of that. So yeah, they were like good singers. Mm, so croony, but they do look like accountants. They <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> um, but uh, after he left, uh, someday Rado put an put out an album called "It's We" with a rapper named Toki which is spelled D-O-K number two. I've definitely on this show pronounced that dok too before. I think I have too, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. doki, which Fair means enough. rabbit. So. Oh, cute. Um, and doki continues to be like featured on a lot of songs that Rado writes. So like they're buds. Um, and here's a little clip of Rado singing from the title track of their album. And the song is called So Nice. <laughs> So he's a good singer, Mm. which I think informs a lot. Like, I think as a singer, he can write for singers well, and it comes through. Yeah, and that definitely, I think, probably factors into, like, how he writes his melodies, because he's going to write something that is fun to sing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some songs that Rado wrote without Kyusung, the other member, so, like, just some of his other notable credits that are very notable. He wrote Troublemaker. With Shin Sedong, Tiger, and Ellie. He wrote A Pink Mai Mai, a four minute volume up, also both of those with Shin Sedong, Tiger. He wrote A Pink Hush. He wrote Nas- Knock by Nasty Nasty. Oh, that's such a good fucking song. Such a good song. Such a good song. Such a good song. With John Goon. And he also wrote Shannon Williams' song Why Why with John Goon, who will come up again later. But um, yeah, so those are some things he's done by himself. Also, huge notable bops like yeah these dudes are staples so the other member is Che Kyusung and his birthday is May 7th 1984 they're both 1984 boys and Kyusung is so adorable and shy and giggly <laughs> like every single interview I saw with them like his hand is always in front of his mouth because he's like he's so shy 
he's so shy. <laughs> so that's why sometimes Rado goes on shows without him because he's so shy. Cute. But he like wears cardigans and has a bowl cut. And like, Adorable. I don't know. He's just a cute. He's so cute. <laughs> um, but he has an Instagram. Rado doesn't. Mm. But you can follow him on Instagram. He's at D-E-E-R underscore nose. So deer nose. And it's spelled like. The animal. The animal. Um, and he has a really cute fluffy cat that he posts lots of pictures uh, and videos of. Love a cat boy. <laughs> love a cat boy. Um, and he also appears to be the one of the two that plays the instruments, mm. at least the guitar. And there's a lot of like heavily featured guitar in a lot of their music. And I think it's Q-Sung who's doing the guitar parts. Um, some songs that he wrote without Rado but most of them with Shin Sedong Tiger are Hyuna Bubble Pop, wow. Beast Fiction, Tiara, Lovey Dovey, and Bo Peep. Uh, he wrote some songs on the Four Minute Heart to Heart album by himself. And then his biggest hit that he wrote entirely alone is a song called The One Who Loved Me by Holgak. So beautiful ballad stuff. So dramatic. Yeah, so dramatic. A lot of his, um, a lot of Q-Sung's like solo credits were for OST, like ballad Mm, stuff. Like I feel like alone, that must be what his vibe (laughs) is, like writing these beautiful ballads. Um, So those are the two members of Black Eyed Peelsung. And what I learned about them from an interview I saw is that they met in 2008 and Q-Sung says that he heard Rado sing and that he was, quote, pretty good. And Rado says that Q-Sung used to have a bob haircut and that he was, quote, too handsome to be a producer. Adorable. <laughs> um, and then they said, quote, we're the same age. And at some point, we just became a team. Wow. So that's the that's it. That's yeah. the story. It they just, just happened very organically, I guess. Yeah. And then when they were trying to like come up with a name because they had written a bunch of songs together, they were trying to decide if it should be Rado and Q-Sung or Q-Sung and Rado. Mm-hmm. And then Q-Sung said, we should have a name like the Black Eyed Peas. And then, there, and then it there just became black. <laughs> okay, let's do the Black Eyed Peas then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always want, because we've, as we've said, we've known the name Black Eyed Peel Song for so long. And I've literally always wondered, like, why is it modeled after Black Eyed Peas? And there you go. There you go. It just simple. is. It just is. <laughs> um, but also, I wanted to note that while going through all of this music, I think that there is an unofficial third member mm. of Black Eyed Peel Song. And this is a guy named John Goon. Mm. And he has 27 song credits that he shares with these two like the last like 20 like i think the last 27 songs like Mm. that they've written have all had this guy john goon writing the lyrics most of the time and sometimes he has other um producer credits but he goes with them sometimes Mm -hmm. it seems um and he's like a big dude who wears sunglasses inside he used to be bald and then last year he had like a little blonde like page boy haircut and a beard Oh, what a look. Yeah. You can follow him on Instagram at G-A-E-O-N underscore G-O-O-N underscore. Um, but yeah, he like goes with them. And I'll talk about a TV appearance later in the timeline that he like 
was sitting like when they were like black eyed mm. peel song is here he was like with them so i think he like counts as an unofficial sure. member of this little unit and also there's a guy named sam lewis who wrote 14 lyrics for them between 2015 and 2016 okay. so like those years they were working with sam lewis a lot mm. interesting whoever that is <laughs> Um, and that, that's, that's it. There's your like, get to know you Mm -hmm. of black eyed peel song. Got two, two dudes. Sometimes 36. They've written a lot of songs. They are friends. And they're musicians (laughs) in their own right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, now I was just going to like go through an abridged timeline, pull out some highlights, talk about their careers yeah we're not going to go through an itemized list of every song they've ever written especially because like especially in their early years like they write kind of like for the same albums or like they'll just write with like one artist and then write like four songs on that album or something so we're just gonna do some generalized information about each year of their timeline so far and then pull out a couple of highlights bops to talk about yeah So um, the first song that I found that they had ever been credited on together was a song called Finally by that guy Tegun, who we talked about in our shortest lived groups episode, I believe. He was like a random or maybe it was in a 2000. No, because 2009, it was just like this random dude. And he like claimed to be friends with one of the TVXQs. And that was like Mm. all he had going. And and then he might have disappeared for drugs. I don't know if you remember this. But anyway, the first song that the both of them were credited on was a song for Tegun, but it was with Shinsadong Tiger. So I can only gather, based on a lot of their credits from 2009, that they were both working with Shinsadong mm-hmm. Tiger on different projects and then somehow ended up yeah. becoming friends and working together. Mm-hmm. But the first song that they ever wrote, just the two of them, was called While, and it is by Huan He. So this song came out in August of 2010, and like I said, it was the first credit that they shared just the two mm-hmm. of them, but they had not come up with their little name yet. Yeah. Um, so Juan, he is one of the members of Fly to the Sky, and this song was on his, this was his fourth single released as a solo artist, and he's doing the like, I mean, Fly to the it's Sky very, were beefcakes. They were beefcakes, yeah. okay? And this is very, like, rain. Yes. Like, he's got his guns out the whole time. He's crooning up a storm, has some nice, like, smooth R&B choreo with it. And, like, you can see his abs through his shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how tight the shirt is. <laughs> it's, what what more could you ask could for? You ask for? <laughs> um, but, like, I feel like this song feels... The song feels slightly cheap because I feel like the quality of the like samples and the beat used are Mm. just like, they're not the most like high quality samples, but the singing is really good and their ability to write good melodies is very like evident and Mm. like to write for a crooner, like fly to the sky. It all comes through and like there's nice acoustic guitar and pretty solid piano in it. And it's a nice little start. Nice. For our black eyed peel song. Um, and then on September 16th, 2011, Hugak released a song called Hello. Hello. <laughs> 
Um, so this song, like, it wasn't like a huge smash hit. It went to like 61. But the reason I bring it up is that in multiple interviews that I watched when asking about like, what do you guys do or where did you come from? When Rado would give a list of songs that they've written, he would always say that this was the first one. Mm. So maybe this one hit enough that they could like claim that they wrote that yeah. and people will be like, oh, I remember that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the first one that they like to publicly claim, mm. I guess. Um, and yeah, it's just a really lovely standard like piano ballad. And I think it speaks to their history uh, in like Rado being a ballad singer Absolutely. and like writing for that before. And uh, yeah, it's a thing that they're great at. And this music video is a really long, like first gen style, bloody dramatic story music video. Oh, wow. That's too bad. Cause the little clip is super cute of like, Oh, I think you're cute. Man, maybe I can hold your hand. And they like smile. And then it like cuts to like sweaty, bloody guy in an alley. Yeah, so oof. because the gangsters, Beware. he gets like beat with pipes. There's always gangsters, There's always gangsters, gangsters and loan sharks with, with their big collars outside their jackets. Ah, yeah. There's no winning. So, um, <laughs> Neither of them have any writing credits for the year 2012 or 2013, so I'm gonna go ahead and assume that's when they went to the military. Sure. Makes I think that's sense a, to me. That makes sense. Um, so then that brings us to 2014. And this is their like first year as Black Eyed Peel Song. So in 2014, they wrote, they have eight credits for the year. Um, mostly they wrote songs for Sistar and Teen Top, and they had two songs in the top 10, including. A moment. July 14th, 2014, Sistar released Touch My Body. I mean, Hyolin's shorts are so long in that music video <laughs> compared to these days. <laughs> No cheeks to be no seen. No cheeks, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, I mean, obviously, this is a song that is going to, like, live forever. Like, yeah. This is such, such an iconic K-pop song that, like, everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. It's still, like, a summer staple no matter how many years go by. I feel like it has, and I think you could probably say this about not all, but a lot of their, like, top bops is that they have a kind of timeless quality yeah. about it. Like, even though this song is from 2014, personally, I don't think it sounds dated. Right. Like, I feel like if you released it today, like, people would still be into it. Mm -hmm. And maybe there are, like, some instruments in it that aren't used as often, but I still think it would be successful. Yeah. Classic. The, like, horn samples in it are mm -hmm. used so cleverly. Like, a lot of the way the song is built is, like, built out of these little, like samples but like they're arranged in such a cool way and like again their ability to write for singers that chorus mm. is such a good showcase of Hyolin and Soyu's voices yeah. like it's just really great um and like something about them this seems like a good moment to talk about it is that I feel like something about Black Eyed Peel Sung is that even though we say on the show all the time that like K-pop is not a genre it's an industry because lots of K-pop yeah. groups make all kinds of different music but I think that the majority of Black Eyed Peel Sung songs can only be described as, as K-pop. Mm -hmm. Like there have to be, there is a small subsection of songs that like their genre 
he's K-pop and they yeah. can't be described any other way. Mm-hmm. And I think they are, they know what that K-pop sound Definitely. is and they're great at delivering yeah. on it. Yeah. Because I, I was thinking about that too at the beginning when we were just talking about them generally. I was like, is it that they have just like written so many songs that they have sort of defined what it means to be K-pop? Mm-hmm. Like they have created the K-pop sound or did they just so intrinsically like understand the K-pop song sound that all their songs like fit that? And I I don't know maybe it's like a chicken a or the above, egg kind yeah. of thing like which came first but it's undeniable yeah so touch my body is the first song that they like wrote under this name of black eyed peel song and they're like so lucky and smart that like this is the song they chose to like brand themselves mm-hmm. over because it was such a big deal yeah and then it then made them really sought after producer hit makers that's very evident through the rest yeah. of the years So in 2015, they wrote 13 songs. Um, They mostly wrote for Teen Top, Neil from Teen Top, his Mm -hmm. solo album, Uh, uh, Jang Hyunsung, Hyunsung from Beast, the other half of Troublemaker, Mm -hmm. his solo album. They wrote a bunch of the songs. Um, And they also did Got Seven's If You Do and Twice's debut, like Ua, they wrote that one too. And five of the songs they wrote this year were in the top 10, Mm -hmm. including I Wanted to Call Out on March 30th, 2015, Only You by Miss A was released. I just wanted to take a minute and call this out because this was Miss A's last song. Mm. I don't know if they knew that at the time, but it, it became, was Miss A's last mm-hmm. song. Um, I've, I love this. This is one of my like favorite K-pop songs of all time. We'll talk about it later, but oh, I so love this song. Um, and this, they're back at it with amazing horn samples. And this song also has one of the craziest like samples in it ever where I can only gather, I'm guessing that it is James Brown from I Feel Good, where he goes, yeah! (laughs) Ah! They, like, use that as, like, a drum beat in the song. Mm. Like, just this, like, yeah! Yeah! Like, a bunch of times. And it's so strange, but it, like, works so (laughs) well. So many of their songs have, like, something really odd, Mm -hmm. like, somewhere buried in the mix. And it's like, that's so weird. How did you even think of that? But I think, like you said, like, the way that they fit their samples together is very clever. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's... I've never heard one of their songs where I've been like, that doesn't belong. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. They're just smart and clever, and I like it. Um, So then in 2016, they wrote eight songs, and all of them were title tracks. Mm -hmm. So now they have established themselves as the kind of producers... They're not writing B-sides. Yeah. Because the first few years, I also think it's interesting, like looking at your spreadsheet and seeing the variety of artists that they work with. The first two years, like 2014 and 15, is mostly just Sistar and Teen Top with yeah, like yeah, yeah. a few exceptions. And it's like people that they've worked with before. And I think it's really interesting that they tend to stick to P- artists. They ha- they seem to have like favorite artists yeah, that yeah, they yeah. like to write for. But I think like after... Touch My Body after, um, like, Twice's debut was so popular, like, after this Miss A song, now people are coming to them to be like, you, I want my title. Like, I think that they've seen a surge. Yeah, And yeah, now yeah. they're getting, like, bigger clients. And sought after or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So, um, 
they had three number ones this year with sisters. I like that and TT and cheer up. And they also wrote a pink's only one this year. And I'll get more into the a pink of it all in subsequent years, but that's good to point out. But they went from only you to only one. Maybe this is why they need another lyricist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> there's a lot of like repeating titles on here as well. I do think there, yeah, there's a reason they, <laughs> they, they hire, hire other lyricists. The lyricists. Um, but for 2016, I wanted to call out April 15, the release of Cheer Up by Twice. So Cheer Up is officially their first number one single. Touch My Body only went to two as a mm. single. So this is the first like number one single. Nice. And it was such a big deal that year and continues to be a, such a big deal. Like the shy, shy, shy of it all. And like this mm-hmm. song was absolutely a moment. Yeah. It's not my favorite Twice single I mean, because I think that the the cheer the cheer ups are atonal and flat and it really bothers me but it's a choice okay (laughs) yeah it was funny to like look through their early discography and be like oh you are largely the reason i did not like early twice but it's fine (laughs) but what i think is really interesting about this is that with both the debut and cheer up and the next two twice releases and then they like took a break. I just think that it was really interesting and kind of uncharacteristically self-reflective of JYP to say, mm. I'm not going to write the debut song for this group. Yes. Because most of the time JYP dominates the writing on the first couple mm-hmm. of albums yeah. for any of his groups. Absolutely. So I just think it was like an interesting moment of him being like, Maybe for this girl group, I should outsource. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, just a rare moment of self-reflection yeah. from him. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is interesting. I wonder what made him make that choice. Because, yeah, we've seen that in our, like, Rain Deep Dive, our GOT7, our 2PMs. Like, they have JYP all over them. Like, you can't get rid of them. Um, to the point where we've been like, enough! Like, Wonder <laughs> Girls, too. Like, yeah. everyone. Um, so, yeah, I wonder what it was that said, you know what? Let's I should get BB. these hit makers yeah. to do it mm-hmm. instead. But it was a good choice because they made Twice a phenomenon right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. Right off the bat? Right out the gate. Out the <laughs> gate, off the bat, what have you. From right. the beginning. <laughs> so then in 2017, they only released five songs in 2017. Again, all title tracks. Like, they're only working when they have to for the mm-hmm. good stuff. No more slumming it. Um, <laughs> they have two number ones this year, Sistar's Lonely and Twice is Likey. They also wrote WJS and Happy. They did the theme song for the show Idol School. They wrote a song for Davici. Mm-hmm. A little return to the, to like, the ballad singer roots. girls. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing that happened in 2017 is June 17th, 2017 is the day they officially registered High Up Entertainment as a business. So nice. now they have an agency, baby. It's awesome. And it's really cool too, because like from here on out, they're only going to write like four to six songs a year. So clearly they're making bank <laughs> off those four to five songs yeah, yeah, yeah. a year. Like they only have to write five songs a year. Damn. Yeah. They write hits y'all hits. only hits. money making hits. So in 2018, only four songs are written. Um, but 
uh, Chunga's Roller Coaster is one of them. They also wrote Khan's debut slash only song, I'm Your Girl, an incredible song that we've talked about a million times. It's like my Catchy, favorite. Catchy, beautiful, so, like great. Just a great song. It's so song. good. It's my favorite girl group debut, like maybe ever. R.I.P. Khan, you were too good for this world. Ugh. They also wrote Hyolin Cece. Was that her first like solo after Sistar song or was like Bay, Bay Bay first mm. or was that the same album? I, well, they were, I think they were released as singles, but I don't know if that was her very first. No, Lonely is her debut song. Okay. Yeah. She did stuff like solo stuff still when she was still mm-hmm. with Sistar. But anyway, point is after Sistar, Hyolin still called them up and yeah. said, can I have a yeah, song, please? Yeah. Hyolin and Black Eyed Peel Song seem to be buds, yeah. which is cute. They're definitely buds. I want everyone to support Hyolin. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, but the important thing I wanted to call out for 2018 was released on July 2nd, and that is A-Pink's I'm So Sick. So as I mentioned earlier in the episode, Rado had previously written really early A-Pink tracks. Mm -hmm. My My and Hush Hush are very, very early A-Pink songs. So like, I guess he had established some kind of relationship with them way back when. But this song, even compared to Only One, which they put out the year before, I feel like is a real shift. Absolutely. In the A-Pink discography, because as I said in the A-Pink deep dive, I think they put they put their baby image away with love. Like mm-hmm. that was the start of like, we are grownups now. But I think I'm so sick was the start of this very specific sound. Sound in mm-hmm. this like new version of A-Pink. Yeah. So with this Less bubblegum and more bite. Yes. But like also the sounds, ha- the songs have this really specific sound that I feel like I've heard in no other songs mm. except for... The last four A-Pink songs, which Black Eyed Peel Song wrote, like, and I think it's so interesting that if you listen to the other Black Eyed Peel Song songs that came out after this, like the other stuff they were doing, it all has like its own sort of sound. But the A-Pink stuff remains like weirdly consistent. Like they're all chapters in like the Mm -hmm. same book. Yeah. And that's interesting too. I feel like you could argue like, I, I would be interested to like compare the songs that they've written for each artist because I feel like, and this must come down to them like being musicians and understanding how to write for singers, but I feel like they really understand a group's vibe. Mm. Like they wrote like all of their twice songs hit the same, not literally the same note, but the same vibe, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like they all hit the same kind of energy. And then with this new era of A-Pink, I feel like they... I don't know if they had like talked to the members about like what kind of era do you want this to be? What kind of like new concept is it? But they figured out what a pink wanted to be now. And they consistently deliver that same like color to their songs, which is very interesting. I think that that like speaks to their like knowledge and versatility as writers because they don't just write good songs and then shop them around. They seem to write specifically for yeah, those like artists. Yeah, for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really interesting because I I can only assume, like based on looking at the data, that like 
they, whatever this A-Pink partnership is, like, works very well. Mm -hmm. And then everybody is very happy with it. Because after this point, they only write for their own artists and A-Pink. Yeah, except for A-Pink. They, they, I love that they have some (laughs) special little love for A-Pink. Because it's like, we're only going to focus on our own stuff. But we'll always write a title track for you. Right. Like, because we've started this thing mm-hmm. together and we have to like finish. Yeah. It must be a cool collaboration between them, which is very exciting and like A Pink deserves. Yeah. Love it. So just wanted to call out the relationship of like Black Eyed Peel Sung's like hand in this New. post like, you know, like eight years and up mm-hmm. of A Pink yeah, has yeah, like yeah. belonged to them. And I think it's yeah. really cool. So in 2019, they again only wrote four songs. Look in the dream. We they wrote for they wrote. They have to work <laughs> once every three months. Yeah, it's ah, great. that is the dream. the dream. Uh, so some of those were like Chunga's "Gotta Go," "Twice Fancy," which was interesting. I love that they came back for "Fancy" because I think mm-hmm. that was another another group's turning yes. point. "Fancy" is another turning point for Twice because after "TT," it seems like I can only gather all conjecture. That after TT, JYP was like, I want to do it now. Because then like knock, knock, signal, like the next three twice releases were like, they were JYP. Mm. And then he went back. He went back to where the money is. And I wonder (laughs) if it had something to do with, because like you said, this is a, that marks like a new era of twice. And it's like the first EP of theirs that I care for. And like, maybe it was something of like the members wanting to be like, okay, well it's time for a new concept now. So Mm -hmm. like, let's discuss where we want this to go. Yeah. Um, they also, again, wrote Mm-mm, for A-Pink to continue the thing. And then in an uncharacteristic move, they wrote the debut of a soloist named Ruan, a song called Beep Beep. And that was the only kind of outlier from, yeah. from that year. But two of those four songs made it into the top ten. Yeah. So their, pers- their ratios are quite impressive. Quite good. Um, and on February 12th, 2019 is the day that they debuted their first group, Saido, which is stylized parentheses 415. Because if you say those numbers, sa il o, but if you say it Saido, that means between. Oh. So it's like a cool little play you know, on words. Play on word title. And this is two boys. Their names are Hyunso and Inte. And they actually write. Almost all of their songs. Oh, wow. Uh, Black Eyed Peel Song has written two of their songs, but the two of them have written all of the other Come ones. On. Um, and they're very vocal focused. Like, they kind of remind me of an updated version of the group Rado started in. Nice. Like, but there's just two of them. And they currently, as of this recording, have released seven singles, one EP, and done three OST appearances. Nice. So they're working. First group at High Up. Amazing. They did it. They're bosses now. Um, so then that brings us to 2020 and again in 2020, they didn't do much other than debut their girl group, which we'll talk about in a second, but they wrote a pink's dum dum to keep the saga going mm-hmm. and they wrote the refund sister song, don't touch me. And those songs went to one and two respectively. Um, but the big thing in 2020, of course, on November 12th, they debuted their very first girl group, Stacy, with the song they wrote themselves called So Bad. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, yeah, Stacy's a six-member girl group. We've talked about them a mm-hmm. bunch since they've debuted because they've been a smash hit. They, yeah. They're doing great. Yeah. Um, this song only got to like 150-something, but the subsequent Stacy singles that we've talked about have been very, huge. very successful. And I think Stacy is a good example of what you were saying earlier, how like some of Black Eyed Peel Sung songs are just k-pop like you can't really describe them in any other way and i think that's been like the point of stacy like all of stacy's songs i don't think you could describe in any way other than it's k-pop yeah and black eyed peel song has written 90 percent of all of the stacy songs so far their most recent album younglove.com half of the songs were outsourced Mm -hmm. but up until that point they wrote every single one of them like had it Mm -hmm. so stacy is like definitely a specific project of yeah, theirs their group yeah. um which is cool because i also think if you've like taken time to listen to the stacy albums like they really do like showcase their versatility as composers because like not every song is a title tracky mm-hmm. k-pop song they definitely take a couple weird swings at some interesting stuff like the song i think i talked about it in my um end of the year b-sides possibly their song Love Fool. It's like weird, easy listening K-pop. I love it. It's so great. It yeah. has like 70s vibes that are really interesting. So they're great. I'm very proud of them that their first girl group is like such a smash, such a smash yeah. cool, great girl group. And I think it speaks to how well they understand the music that they write and the singers they write for. Yeah, Again. definitely. And Stacey has excellent singers. Oh, so good. like they did Those a high notes job are in casting. So in 2021, they exclusively wrote for Stacey with a bunch of songs on their first two albums, Statum and Stereotype. Um, a bunch of them reached the top 10. Uh, they also wrote one song for Seidel. And then the one thing I was going to call out is on December 18th, 2021, they released a song call- called I Still Love You by a project group called Toyote. <laughs> So this song was written for a few episodes of UJ Sucks show Hanging With You. Um, it's a show, it's a reality show that's been on for quite a few years. And a lot of the time, the subject of the episode is him creating stupid project groups. Project groups. He loves, <laughs> he loves, he loves a project group. So this is a project group with UJ Suck and Haha from Running Man and former Lovelies member Lee Miju. And it's supposed to be a parody of Coyote because it's a girl and two boys. Um, and they had Black Eyed Peelsung come and write a song for them. This is the clip I talked about earlier where John Goon was like the third mm. person on the episode when they came to meet with Black Eyed Peelsung. Um, so you can watch those episodes and see them if you want to. Uh, and this was the third song on their discography that they had written like for the purpose of a show. Mm-hmm. And in all of those things, they appeared on said show. So if you want to see them, they wrote the Idol School theme song and had to like do an episode with Heechul about writing the theme song. And then for the Refund Sisters thing, only Rado showed up for the Refund Sisters thing. But like, you know, they did the whole like meet and talk about the yeah. song you're going to write or whatever. So if you want to see them, those are three times they appeared on television. 
Um, and then that brings us to this year. And so far this year, they've again, like been writing for their Stacy and they wrote a pink's dilemma to mm-hmm. continue our a pink saga and uh, run to you is up at number four. So that's their highest chart. Stacy's highest charting single so far. Um, and I also saw an incredibly adorable clip the other day that was, uh, Stacy had won a tr- like won a trophy for, I think for run to you. And during the encore stage, they FaceTimed Rado on a, on a, on a tablet, on a tablet. And he's like singing and dancing. Like he was That's so, so cute. He's so, he like, is a fun boss. Yes, he Aww. is a fun boss. That makes me so happy. Oh, I'm so happy for Stacy. They really, they really lucked out yeah. getting cast by these boys, these men. Yeah, so that brings us they like, seem like good dudes. I think they seem like good dudes, and they write. I mean, great they music love. And... They love Sistar. They love Hyolin. They love A Pink. I have no complaints. Yeah, these are they people, wrote troublemakers. These are people whose judgment I trust. Mm, yeah, so they launched the new era of Twice, for which I am eternally grateful. Yeah. We have so much to be thankful for. Black Eyed Pilsa. Yeah. So that brings us to today, and we only have the future to look forward to and see what kind yeah. of bops they're going to write. But mm. um, yeah, that's the story of Black Eyed Peel Song so far. I love it. I'm ex- especially excited to see, with the success of Stacy, if they'll be able to grow their company and debut more artists, because obviously like they're putting all of their composing energy into Stacy right now, but they write such good music that like I would love to see what else they do, right? Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. So just to wrap it up, just for context sake, in case you didn't catch them as we were talking about it, I'm just going to run through a list of the top 10 songs that they've written so you can really let it sink in mm-hmm. how much. All the hits. Is. So their number one songs are Cheer Up, Sister I Like That, Twice TT, Sister Lonely, Twice Likey, and the Refund Sisters Don't Touch Me. And then the top 10s are Beast Breath, Sister Touch My Body, Teen Top Missing, Neil Love Killer, Miss A Only You, Teen Top Ah Ah, God Seven If You Do, Twice Like Ooh Ah, A Pink Only One, Chunga Roller Coaster, A Pink I'm So Sick, Chunga Gotta Go, Twice Fancy, A Pink Dumsrum, Stacy ASAP, and Stacy Run to You. Woo! Those are all such good songs. They're all such good songs. Like, not one of these songs do I dislike. So speaking of such good songs, we both tried to take a look at these 70 songs and, like, quantify our favorite, our five favorite songs. Mm, It was hard to pick. It was pretty hard. I mean, my, like, first two went down so fast. Mm. And then from there, I had to, like, think about it for a second. (laughs) But the really, really easy choice for me, number one... With a bullet is God 7 if you do. I said it on the God 7 episode. I think that is one of my favorite K-pop songs of all time. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. And I love it because it's also kind of an outlier. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't percentage it out, but I feel like they write for girl groups more often than they wrote for boy groups. With the exception of Teen Top. Yeah. But I like... it's my favorite got seven song it's such a good song i love that they're responsible for it so catchy so good Mm -hmm. such a great melody so that was a really easy choice and then my second choice as i brought up earlier miss a only you i love that song and the day the music video came out i think i watched it like 15 times and then i watched like every single reaction 
video that anyone had put out for it. I was just obsessed. Mm -hmm. I was just obsessed. And I miss, I miss so much having grown up girl groups. It is such a bummer that there are like no grown up girl groups anymore. It's true. And instead they have all these like underage teenagers in tiny outfits making me uncomfortable. (laughs) I want to see grownups doing grownup things. And that Miss A song was absolutely that. And it's so catchy and so good. And I love that one. Mm, It's a good one. And then my next choice was Fancy. Of the Twice songs, I think I had to give it to Fancy. It was like going really back and forth between like TT and Mm. Fancy because I do love TT. And I feel like it was the first Twice song that I really liked and was like, oh, I could get into this. Like, this is good. But Fancy was such a moment. Mm -hmm. It was. It was. So I went with Fancy. And then for the A Pink songs was also really hard to choose, but I went with mm-mm. Pers- percent, the percent, percent, percent one. Because <laughs> um, that song is just so unique. Oh, yeah. It's so unique. It's so unique and so weird. And the little mm-mm <laughs> is so funny. And like, again, one a good example of them using weird, unexpected samples in a way that really works. Yeah. In an unexpected way. Yeah. And then my final, my number five choice, I went with Stacey ASAP. It was like my number one of 2021. Just think that is a perfect, extremely catchy, very like modern today's version of a K-pop, K-pop song. And I think it's great. So those are my top five. A beautiful, beautiful selection. (laughs) No bad choices. Thank you. No bad choices. Okay, my number one song was uh, I Like That by Sistar. Mm. And that kind of like what you were saying earlier, like this was a bit of an outlier like for Sistar. Like it's a huge departure from their normal sound. And I remember when that song came out, I was obsessed with it. Like I thought I listened to, I watched every version of it. I thought that like, oh, I was like, oh my God, how would we even do this in dance class? Like I bet I could convince Uno to do a heel in something, but like, the fabric is the too fabric. complicated. It's too complicated. But the dance is so good. And like, oh, I just, I love this song. It was like one of the first Sistar songs that I bought. And it's so good. Another great example of really cool, like the horn samples. And there's also like a, hey, like there's a mm-hmm. lot of like spoken, weird vocal things happening. And the yeah. song, that song is like so strangely like fast paced like the underlying mm-hmm. of it is like it feels like you're running really fast but like the dance they did to it was like very really like, slow, slow. And strange. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yes it was just very like strange but it worked so well and i really love their ability to usher in new eras for yeah these girl that is i think it's really fun at. i think it's really fun um and my second choice had to be on my list. I'm your girl, Khan. Yeah. That song is so good. I own it. I listen to it still a lot. It was like a dance I wanted to learn. I just thought everything about that girl group debut was perfect. It was just a little duo. And I was like, to this day, devastated <laughs> that they never did anything else. Yeah. Because it was so good. It was so good. Um, and then for the A-Pink songs, I had to choose I'm So Sick. Yeah. I love that one. And again, it is like the ushering of a new era. So I just love that that is like Black Eyed Peel songs thing. Mm-hmm. They can redefine a girl group and it's and they like bring in such fun, sexy, mature like themes to their melodies. But like it just fits so well with whatever the girl group already was. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, oh, it's lovely. And I love that song. It's so catchy. I just, oh, it's so good. 
choreo is so fun. Um, and then my four, number four pick, because I had to have my Hyolin on there, I chose Cece, S-E-E-S-E-A, um, because this is her booties out on the beach, um, and it's just like a fun, like, uh, I just love my Hyolin. I love her. <laughs> um, so I had to had to shout her out. And then my number five pick, I, again, I chose Fancy yeah. as well, um, because I do, that is kind of the only one on, of their twice songs on the list that I enjoy, but again... The ushering of a new era for a girl group. Like that is, I think, one of the coolest things about Black Eyed Pilsung and their like impact on mm-hmm. the K-pop industry is the way that they've been able to help shape these different girl group images in a way that like grows the image of the group yeah. and like opens the group up to so many different like possibilities in their sound. And without fancy, we wouldn't have all of the beautiful Cape the twice songs that I have come to know and love. True. Um, so it had to make the list. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Um, and you can check out every, all 70 songs in a YouTube and a Spotify playlist. The Spotify one might be short a few because there mm-hmm. are a couple of hello randos on this list that sometimes don't show up on spotify but check them out um i had a really great time like looking at this discography as a whole and like i said they like seem like cool nice guys they're like only 38 like they're not old Mm -hmm. they're like do and like so yeah i'm just looking forward to like the future of them as ceos of a company that Mm -hmm. are like putting out smash girl groups of their own and i think it's neat so looking forward to more from black black eyed peel song and i will keep appreciating the timeless k-pop pops they've already given us that never go out of style never and with that we'll be right back with our random game all right we are back and this week we got a real like a true random group. A really random group. Mm-hmm. This is a girl group called LPG, which stands for Lovely Pretty Girls. And this group has had three separate iterations, starting in 2005. In 2005 to 2009, it was a four-member girl group. And then from 2010 to 2012, it was a six-member girl group. And then from 2014 to 2017, it was a nine-member girl group. And there's no overlap between any yeah. of those generations. Each they're like time, separate Yeah, yeah, groups. yeah. The only thing they have in common is that they're under the same company, Chan 2, and Chan 2 Productions, and they have the same name, LPG. But none of those, they're self-contained. <laughs> yes. I guess. Um, but supposedly this group was inspired by the success of a semi-trot singer, Jang Yoon Jong. Um, and the name, Lovely Pretty Girls, references the fact that several of, I'm assuming the original lineup, were pageant contestants. Two of them competed in the Miss Korea. Yeah, so they they had a lot of different random, like album releases different random controversies from music videos being too spicy or Mm -hmm. like people quitting they seem to have gained some media attention for different comebacks like like you said some of them were controversial and then like their debut was um called can can and it was a song that was performed in the can can style and the like novelty of it got picked up on by like media 
but it d- wasn't a hit. Like right. none of their songs seemed to be really successful. Um, they just had like some attention on them every once in a while, but it doesn't always really seem to be positive attention, unfortunately. No. Um, they do have a song though called I'm Sorry I'm a Nuna, which Love I think that. is hilarious. And it's about a woman who is sad that the younger guy she's into only sees her as an older sister. But I just think that's hilarious. Sorry, I'm a Nuna. <laughs> um, but their most popular music video that we're going to watch today is for their song called Angry, which is a Korean remake of an Australian song from 2005 and said Australian song samples an Italian song from the 50s <laughs> called We No Speak Americano. So I'm very curious about this. It's their most yeah. popular music video by like a million views. So my guess is there's going to be like boobs in this. Mm, yeah. Because be usually sexy. with these like very tiny unheard of groups, if they have like a weirdly way too popular music video, it's probably for kind of gross reasons. Yeah. So we'll find out. Mm. Uh, but if you want to watch angry slash we know speak Americano Korean version, you can pull <laughs> it up and press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. Well, this song is only tw- two minutes and 45 <laughs> seconds long. All right. Okay, so we're seeing the different members in like different. Okay, there's five. And they all have like ginger or blonde like hair. Yeah. One of them in a tight little bowl cut. And they're, so we're like cutting between them at the in different rooms of the house and them like doing the choreo. And the vibe for the choreo is like black short shorts with striped tops, either black and white or red and white. Yeah, there's a really, like, really grainy, um, like, Gaussian blur around Mm -hmm. the majority of most of these shots that's making the music video, like, overall very blurry. Blurry. (laughs) Yeah. And we're getting, like, butt close-ups and... Yeah. Okay. They're doing this very awkward, like, spinny uh-huh. arm thing over and over and over again. I like the colorful eyeliner and yes, stuff that in these is close-ups. Except one of these girls is wearing literally yellow blush, and that's gross. <laughs> but that melody, that... That's like something else. Yeah. First Jenny, Trotty, like, melody. It's in a million, billion songs. Okay, there's a lot of wigs in this music video, I think, because I think they're showing us different members. Actually, I can't tell if they're showing us the same member with different hair or if they're different members. Oh, I hate that yellow The yellow blush, blush so is much. gross. You yeah. already gave her that terrible haircut, and then you also put her in yellow blush. Rude. She's supposed to be a lovely, pretty girl. Oh, okay, this but this dance is, is bad. It's way too awkward. And it's not even like super sexy. No. It's just like mostly awkward. They just keep closing, like zooming in on their butts. Oh my God. This is the only move in this choreo aside from when they like touch their boobs. 
Yeah, they're this just like doing thing. really big like cha-cha arms, but like But the uh, way that their fingers are like splayed spread. out. <laughs> I mean, here's the Italian part, I guess. Oh shit, and wow, it's over and it's already. already over. See, this is like when you see a movie that's less than an hour and a half. When you see a song that's like less than three minutes long. It's not a great song. It's probably sign. not a good song. Um, but yeah, that was LPG. Well, that was kind of a bummer. Yeah. It was kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is what happens in the random game sometimes. Um, all right. It's weekly recommendation time. Do you have anything that you want to recommend to the listeners this week? Well, our dear leader, Onyu, mm-hmm. has had a solo comeback in the time that we were away. Um, the leader of Shiny, Onyu Lee Jinky, put out his second solo EP, which is called Dice. Um, and this is totally different from his first sing- from his first release, which was like, fully ballads, only ballads, and he didn't even, like, go on music shows to promote it. he went straight to the military. he just put it out. It was all sad songs, and then he went to the military. Um, But this is, like, fun, and there's choreo to it, and he did... I think he's already done with his promotion. I think he only did, like, a week of promos. Um, But he did perform Dice, and I think... On My Way was that the B-side right. that he did. Um, so he did do a B-side. And then, and I really liked the On My Way stages, like, because he is, like, standing at a microphone with, like, female backup singers. And it gave very, like, Jong white t-shirt mm, vibes. Yeah. But then, like, Dice is, like, a full choreo, like, super fun song. Also, Don't Cry, did you see that the music stand that he used was the Dream Girl music stand? No! It was. Because they were like engraved on the bottom and everybody like saw he was using the fucking dream girl microphone. (laughs) 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 So sentimental. Oh, I love our leader leader. Um, But yes, and the the whole EP is very nice. Um, It's like groovy and fun and each song is a little bit different. I think I described it to you as kind of like a bridge between like uh she is and bad love mm. like jung and keys mm-hmm. albums yes in between those and it so it definitely like still i think fits with the general like vibes of yeah. chinese solo work and it's just really fun to see the way that they continue to influence themselves yeah well, my uh, recommendation is extremely adjacent because I was going to recommend something that Jinky did for promo, which was he did a Hello82 video, which is a channel we've talked about before. They do like idle games that are usually language based, mm. which is always really fun and interesting. So he did a tongue twister game on Hello82 with four different shawls who speak different languages. And I don't think they knew that Jinky was going to be there. And everybody's just like very surprised and giggly and happy. And I think that that's one one of my favorite genres of idol yes. content is the kind where the fans are like playing a dumb game or doing something or being surprised yeah. by the idol. It's just really fun. And like they pulled no punches. They like absolutely destroy. Like he does not do very, like they destroy <laughs> him. They don't let him win at all, which I think is really fun. And it gave me a giggle this week. So I wanted to recommend that. Nice. And they all nice. wear like really cute coordinated shawl outfits and they're just so <laughs> precious. Because I remember Key did a similar something where he, like, surprised some shawls, but they were just, like, they just, like, came. They had no idea what was going on. And, like, these girls were, like, dressed. They were ready. In their pearl aqua. Looking so cute. I loved it. I loved it so much. 
Um, and also like this isn't a recommendation, but I just wanted to like say on the show that I'm okay. Cause two crazy things happened to my, like to alt groups while the group was, while the show was away. Lay doesn't work at SM anymore. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We all knew what was going to happen. He doesn't need to be giving him them a percentage of his money anymore. That he definitely doesn't. It's okay. And he made us know it was okay because he immediately released a like song for EXO along with the announcement. And it has EXO's <laughs> voicemails at the beginning of it. Oh, no! <laughs> he kills me. He kills me, but I love He's him so because... Soft. He's so soft and I love how much he loves being in EXO because that was like the whole point of his letter mm-hmm. is like, I'm done with SM, but I will never leave EXO. You yeah. understand me? Yes. And he has always been the most insistent about like anytime he goes on anything as a soloist, he's like, I am a member of EXO. Yeah. So I'm okay. I'm coping with that fine. Coping slightly less fine, but dealing with non- leaving a pink like she is not a member of a pink anymore and that is a little hard to swallow but chorong said that it was okay and we're gonna be okay and today is a pink's 11th anniversary and a pink is a five member group now okay <laughs> i'm a little sad it's fine it's fine time Aww. time marches on and things change and it was just kind of a slightly shocking bummer because we've talked about this on the show it's like been a hot minute since a like second gen group has like where people actually leave or things mm-hmm. actually disband because most people have been leaving things open-ended so it was kind of like it's it was a shock. It's been a minute since somebody mm-hmm. in a group that I loved definitively has been like, I'm was like, done. I'm yeah. Oh, okay. But I'm okay. Thanks for checking on me. It's fine. Time marches on and we'll all be all right. But mm-hmm. anyway, those are things that happened when the show wasn't on. That's big news. Big news. Big news. Uh, but that is it for this week. Um, oh, and reminder, or not a reminder, new announcement. You don't know this. I'm not reminding you of it. I'm telling you for the first time. Next week, we will be doing a movie club episode because Seventeen is doing an encore showing of the Seventeen movie. So if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out, you might be able to still get tickets in your town for tonight or this weekend. So if you want to see the Seventeen movie pirate the 17 movie before next week (laughs) just wanted to let you know that that's happening yes so if you don't get a chance to see it don't worry we will recap the movie for you i think some people don't listen to our like movie club book club episodes because they think they need to have seen the thing but you don't need to have seen the thing we will tell you all about the thing so no worries whether or not you can see it that is what we're doing next week so if you have seen it already if you saw it in the first run or if you get a chance to see it this weekend and you have something to say about it please email us uh, or call our voicemail leave us a voicemail um, and with any of your thoughts or feelings about the movie and maybe you'll hear it on the episode yeah and we won't record that till next week because mm-hmm. even though we're seeing the movie tomorrow we're gonna take a minute yeah so you have so time. like by if you have thoughts that you can get into us by monday do it do it send them in send we'd them love in. to hear them absolutely 
Um, and yeah, the place you can send those is at amakpoppod at gmail or g- amakpoppod at gmail.com is our email. 181 amakpop5 is where you leave voicemails. A PO box 26096 Los Angeles, California 90026 for regular old mail. Um, patreon.com slash amakpoppod. We are doing our first ever weekly Patreon series. I am watching Queendom 2 and I put out an episode every week. Usually Patreon is monthly, mm-hmm. but it's weekly Not this right time, now. baby. So we're watching a show. You're getting even more for your <laughs> money. So if you're not already signed up to Patreon, join us. Yes. And there are three episodes out right now and I, I am trying. I don't know if I'm succeeding, but I am trying to find a balance between recapping episodes if you're not watching the show. Like, if you're not watching Queendom, you don't have time. I'm not watching that. I'll check out the performances. I'll tell you what happens in every episode. Mm -hmm. But I'm also trying to add enough of my own colorful commentary that if you are watching it, that it isn't boring to just hear me Mm -hmm. tell you what happened on every episode. So, Queendom 2. Yes, I saw somebody comment that it that one of the episodes turned them into a Hyolan stan, and that's what I want to hear. Yep. So everybody watch Queendom, <laughs> and if you're not watching Queendom, listen to Shannon recap it, because everyone needs to stand Hyolan. Agreed. Thank you. Goodbye. Agreed. All of that is true. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it. AMA K-pop pod, you know all the places. Spotify and YouTube on our link tree for this week's episode playlist. Check out all the Black Eyed Pills Zone songs and all our playlists for other episodes and everything like that. We'll be, we'll be back next week to talk about the 17 movie. I literally can't wait to see them big. So I'm excited. so happy they did an encore. I really thought we missed it. I know. Very exciting. Uh, I, and I like, oh my God. I mean, the Monsta X one was so intense to see their live stages like so set, big. So big. And I know that we've seen 17 live many, many times. They're the group I've seen the, the most, most times. The most. <laughs> I love it. I feel so blessed. Yeah. But also, I am going to bring tissues. Yeah. That's smart. <laughs> That's very smart. Oh, my God. Also, I know, I don't know if anybody's listening anymore. This is the end. But also, mm-hmm. ahead, we've fucking got twice tickets. So if anybody's yes! going to the... <laughs> it's somehow, it, the gods were on our side this time. The K-pop gods <laughs> smiled upon us the first time we tried. We got locked out yeah. of the twice <laughs> concert but this time we're going baby so if anybody else is going to the twice encore at the stadium in may let us know so we can meet and give you stickers or whatever but i'm so excited about that yeah, yeah. so look forward to an upcoming <laughs> concert recap where i scream and cry about my beautiful nyan and we all have a great wonderful time it's gonna be so great all right we'll see you next week for 17 thanks for listening goodbye goodbye Jonghyun, you're inspiration. 